0: All righty, hello again, everyone, and welcome to it. It is the Derek Hunter Podcast, it's the 23rd day of May 2023. 23, 23, well, five, twenty-three, twenty-three. 23. I'm Derek Hunter. I am your host. Appreciate you listening, downloading, sharing, telling a friend, all that good stuff. Sorry about the technical issues yesterday. Um, Yeah, just, you know, I'd recorded the whole damn thing, and then I noticed it, and I was like, ugh, and I fixed it. And then I was like, can I, should I, what do I do? I'm like, can't, can't re-bottle that lightning, right? Can't do that. So I just left it. Sorry about that. Action-packed program for you today. We're going to try and hit a bunch of things. In a short period of time. And so we're going to get started. Just first, let me tell you, I've decided to just extend this week's contest for another week because I still haven't had time to go down to the basement and (laughs) dig out another book. It's just been busy. The in-laws are in town, and I've got a whole bunch of stuff I was doing. So it's just going to be, every once in a while I do this host prerogative stuff. I'll make it up to you by a super, super great, super terrific happy hour Book giveaway coming up soon. Patreon.com slash Derek Hunter Podcast or Derek com for the Week in F and Review contest and all that good stuff. And boy, howdy, it's going to be lit this week. I can already tell because just every single damn thing about the left, I cannot stand these people. I cannot stand these people. And we're going to get to all of that because it is, first of all, let me just say that we're going to default we're going to we may not default today you're going to hear a lot especially in the next week oh my god we're gonna we're gonna default as a nation it's going to be the end of times it's not going to be good and i'm not telling you that it's going to be good the associated press here has a story what it would mean for the global economy if the u.s defaults on its debt the story the debt crisis roiling washington were event if the debt crisis roiling washington were eventually to send the united states crashing into recession america's economy would hardly sink alone the repercussions of a first ever default on the federal debt would quickly reverberate around the world orders for chinese factories that sell electronics to the united states would dry up swiss investors who own U.S. Treasuries, would suffer losses. Sri Lankan companies could no longer deploy dollars as an alternative to their own dodgy currency. Quote, no corner of the globe will the economy will be spared. End quote. If the U.S. government defaults and the crisis weren't resolved quickly, says Mark Zandi, chief economist at Moody's Analytic. Okay. First of all, probably, okay, The economists, I don't put much stock in. Economists are wildly wrong all the damn time. It's something I've spoken about repeatedly. Economists underestimated or overestimated this. Why? Because they suck. They don't know. They're just this side of weathermen, maybe the other side of weathermen, when it comes to predicting how things are going to go. They just make stuff up. But like weathermen, every new day presents a new opportunity for them to act like they know what's going to happen they don't. But eventually there is something that is going to happen. I hate to be the bearer of bad news. We might dodge the bullet this time. We might. And again, we might not. Who knows? The Biden administration is so damned incompetent, they might take us over the cliff. But it doesn't really matter because we're going over the cliff one way or the other, be it June be it next June, be it in five years, ten years, whatever it is, we have so much debt right now. I'm looking at the U.S. debt clock, usdebtclock.org. There is 31799000000000 799 billion. No, yeah, no billion. Four hundred and four million eight hundred and now I can't count that fast because now that you get down to the hundreds of thousands, it just became four hundred and five billion. It million. It goes too fast per uh, citizen of the United States of America, legal citizen. It is ninety-four thousand nine hundred and seventy-two dollars. Yeah, you listening right now? That's your share. If you are a taxpayer, since children don't pay taxes, they're not working, since most, a lot of Democrat voters don't pay taxes because they don't actually work enough or they get some sort of earned income tax credit and end up getting a refund larger than their withholdings or people are retired and don't have income, whatever. Per taxpayer, it is $248,041 currently. It'll be more by the morning probably. That is how much you owe those of us who are suckers enough paying taxes. There is no way on God's green earth we're going to pay this off. Not because we couldn't, not because it's impossible. It's entirely possible to pay off this debt. But we have a Democrat in office. We have a Democrat party in power in the Senate and Democrat party in general who don't give a damn they they want to dis- they need to destroy the economy they destroy the economy and then they get to remake it in the way that they desperately want in something that they call fair fairness and equity which means if you're white or asian cuz congratulations asian you're the new white you're actually more successful than evil whitey How'd you do that? My God, I thought we'd set up a system that was absolutely 100 percent systemically, fundamentally at its core, racist, designed to keep anybody off-white. Even somebody who like spent too much time at the beach got a spray tan, sort of started to go to hell. But no, nope. Asians lapped. By the way, Indians did too. They, they don't. They don't have. There aren't as many Indians as there are Asians here. And a lot of times, news organizations lump the two together. But you're screwed, too. Don't don't get me wrong. Um, and somehow you bucked the system. Somehow you beat Whitey at their own game. Man, maybe, it, maybe the argument is Whitey just so desperately hates black people and Hispanics sometimes. It's weird. It's seasonal, apparently, with Hispanics that uh, the non-white Asians and Indians were able to sneak through the system. I don't know. I don't know what their argument is, but we're all screwed because the Democrats have no desire to pretend to give a damn, even just pretend to give a damn about the national debt. They simply don't. On the other hand, Republicans pretend to give a damn, and that's about all they do. Now, Democrats are very good in situations like this where they have the House of Representatives and nothing else and uh, because then they don't when they had when it was the trump presidency and republicans had the house and the senate they didn't do a damn thing about spending they didn't do a damn thing about spending they paid lip service to oh we got too much spending yeah okay what are we gonna do well we're gonna spend more but we're gonna spend more in a way that will stimulate the economy and make economic growth a government cannot do that all government can do is get the hell out of the way of the economic growth. Get out of the way of the economy and the economy will grow. That's how it works. Government taking money from its left pocket and putting it in its right pocket or taking money from one group of people and giving it to somebody else is not a way to make the economy grow. It's just not. It's proven for a very long time. The left simply, I won't say they don't believe it, it's that they don't care. They like taking people's money and giving it to other people because that buys them votes. That's how it works. So sooner or later, with neither party particularly interested in the national debt, we're going to default. We are not going to be able to pay our bills. We're going to have to radically change entitlements. We're going to have to radically change a bunch of things. We're going to have to cut things. It's so. What's frustrating about this, and I don't know how to prepare against it, as an individual. So I would recommend that you find a way to prepare against this as an individual. And if you find a good way to prepare against this for an indivi- as an individual, maybe you let me know. Let me on your life raft because I don't know. I just know that it's coming. The iceberg is right ahead. But the thing about this is we could avoid that iceberg. We're not going to pay off thirty-two, almost $32 trillion in debt quickly, easily, painlessly. But as I was saying, we've seen what happens to other countries who ignore their debt as it increases and increases and increases. Now, none of these have been economic superpowers. What happened in Greece is not particularly good. It happens in Europe from time to time. France is actually trying to make corrective measures so they don't have to take draconian measures. Unfortunately, the French to anything, to, to socialists who don't know any better and are so used to suckling the government teat, there is no weaning them off of that, even by saying, we're going to take the, the retirement age from 62 to 64. Oh, you monster, you monster, take to the streets and set police on fire. I mean, that is minor. If we could do just that, it would make a difference in elongating the life of Social Security, but I don't even support that. And I'll tell you why. Because all the measures that a lot of these places are doing, a lot of these countries are doing, not Greece, they, they didn't have a choice. They were done. Italy faced the same. Italy's got a, a massive demographics problem where their replacement rate is just too low. They're just simply not going to be able to ha- they're not going to have enough people to s- working to work to support the people who aren't working. But even a corrective measure to buy more time for Social Security and Medicare by raising the retirement age, say. Not for anybody over 50 years old, but for people under 50 years old. Raise it by three years. It would save a ton of money. But it wouldn't matter. Because I would only support it if I believed that the politicians who did it would then get serious about the coming crush of the unfunded liabilities, the coming problems with Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid to a lesser extent. Medicaid is sort of screwing over states and the federal government. But you, they eat up an enormous amount of the federal budget. If I thought that they would then institute systemic reforms over time and rein in discretionary spending, which is minor, but every little bit counts, then I would support it. But at this point, it the speed at which you hit the iceberg doesn't matter if you know it's going to penetrate the hull of the ship. Right? Follow me? We're going down. We're going to go down now. We're going to go down in a couple years. We're going to go down in a couple more years. Everything that is being even tinkered with on the fringe is to make the pain come when somebody else is in charge that you get what I'm saying the political Joe Biden no offense by the time the real feces hits the fan Joe Biden will be dead or he'll be in a persistent vegetative state which is kind of like now but he'll be gone he'll be long gone because we probably he got 15 20 25 years they'll do some gimmicks they'll do some things. the world has an interest in keeping this house of cards afloat so they will all play along that's why I don't think default at this point would be so terrible cuz everybody knows that they're going to fix it they're going to take care of it and get it right again pretty quickly. You can't fix and tweak and get right again a 40 trillion dollar debt. You just can't. There's no there's no recovering from that one. So if we don't start changing it all we're doing is postponing the inevitable. And why should we not feel the pain it's i don't want to feel the pain but if we're not we know what's coming and if we're not willing to make the changes needed to prevent what's coming to alleviate what's coming to make to soften the blow because the longer you wait the more draconian the measures have to be. You could do things right now, just shave a couple of pennies of every dollar off you spend in the, the federal government. You'd save a ton of money. You'd start writing the ship as long as you don't start going crazy with more spending. You could claw back all of the unspent COVID money because clearly it wasn't needed, et cetera, et cetera. You could start writing the ship and the corrective measures would be not painless, but they wouldn't hurt as much. Look, ripping a Band-Aid off and the hairy leg hurts. But it's much better than, you know, when the Band-Aid, leaving it on there until the Band-Aid grows into the skin and then ripping it off or chopping the leg off or whatever. And that's what we're headed towards. But I don't see anybody, either side of the aisle, a well, rare exception. okay, Rare exception, they're all on the right. Democrats pretend to care about this, but they think that they can tax their way out of it. We'll just pass the tax on millionaires, for billionaires. On billionaires we'll be able to afford this. Although all the people on the left who are talking about raising taxes on the millionaires or the millionaires aren't talking about doing it for debt relief, aren't talking about doing it to right the ship. They're talking about doing it so they can spend even more money. <laughs> we could raise a trillion dollars by taxing millionaires and the uh, and Then we'll take that trillion dollars and we'll give it to people who bought my book so that they can buy another copy of my book about how buying books is evil and capitalism sucks. Can we do that? We do that. I know, Bernie, my Bernie Sanders every once in a while slips into a Jackie Mason. What are you going to do? Is he going to do this? Is he going to do that? Where are you going to go? But you get the gist of it. There's nobody serious over there. The closest they come is we need to raise taxes. We need to raise the cap on Social Security and Medicare. Okay, that doesn't address the fundamental problem. There are more people retired than there are working soon. The baby boomers, too many. You overpromised on the benefits, all right? We're going to deliver on those things. But people under 50, sorry, we can't do it. That gives you 20, 15, 20 years, or depending on how old you are, 40, 50 years, to figure out what to do to make up the difference. Sorry about that. Social Security is just not going to go away, but it's not going to be there. It's not going to be a floaty not going to be able to help you, but they won't do it, so as I watch this, and I just think, all right, let's do it, let's rip the band-aid off, it's going to take a lot of hairs with it, it's not going to be fun, it's not going to be pleasant, but it's going to be a hell of a lot better now, we are the benefit, or the generation, at least, well, the baby boomers really are, Uh, but we have been uh, right there with them, everybody after the baby boomers, and uh, our complicity in letting this spending go out of control and do nothing about it. We've all played kick the can. Oh, we'll just kick the can down the road a little bit more. Well, yeah, no, it's going to be tough, but let's kick the can down the road a little more. Well, we're reaching the end of the cul-de-sac. Sooner or later, somebody's going to have to pony up. The piper always demands to be paid. Somebody's got to open up their wallet. Why not us? Either that or maybe, just maybe, it will force worthless politicians to address that which they refuse to address, to take seriously that which they refuse to take seriously. See, the politicians now are bolstered and enabled and empowered and emboldened, or whatever you want to put it, by the fact that they will likely be long since gone, or their actions today will be forgotten because they'll be, yes, while they are wildly incompetent, there will be even more wildly incompetent people coming up behind them to spend even more, to waste even more. So what do they care? Or if you're going to, if you're retired by the time the thing collapses, you'll be able to sit there and go, boy, can you believe that those guys didn't do anything about that problem that I didn't do anything about when I was there? Everybody knew this is coming. The sun is going to rise in the east. You want to put your bedroom over on the east side of the house you better, well, have some damn good blackout curtains or come five, six o'clock in the morning, you're going to start getting some light blind coming through the blinds. Just common sense. Everybody knows it's coming. Do something about it. They won't. So at least if we do nothing about this, if we default now, there's a possibility that the people in office now who are responsible, most of them voted for covid relief funds and what have you It's bipartisan the trump administration threw a ton of money out there the biden administration threw a ton of money out there republicans and democrats voted for it at least all of the consequences that would come would be less than they will be later because the money will not be as dramatic but the people in office will get some of the blowback they deserve a lot of the blowback. They are the ones who did this. So, or refused to correct this. So that's my belief. It's probably wildly irresponsible and could bring about all sorts of dangers or what have you. But it, sooner or later, this is going to happen. Sooner or later, this is going to happen. Wouldn't you rather it happen when it's still going to suck but it won't suck as bad as when it happens later on. Maybe you get a little bit of scared straight into these people. Maybe not. What the hell do I know? I'm not an economist, but we've been following the lead from economists this whole time. And this is where it's gotten us. How much more? How much worse could I possibly do? Not much, if any. All right, speaking of worse, like I said, there's a lot of things I want to get to. And there's just not a lot of time. There is an, a... Uh, Instagram influencer. I don't even know who this chick is. She's not... If you're a pretty girl with an Instagram account you can and you really, like, show cleavage or whatever, oh, it's sad, you're so horrible, how mean do you... or you're a tranny or whatever. You, could, you can set, make a spectacle of yourself. You can get a whole bunch of followers on Instagram and then become an influencer. And frankly, you can make some money at it. Not sniffing at that, but you're unimportant in the grand scheme of things and you're really kind of gross. If you really get down to it but that's just me i don't know who this chick is um she's uh, she's not my taste just uh, a uh, solid five and a half a little chunky but um she is interviewing her grandmother and you want to just see how sick this country is becoming she's interviewing her grandmother about her you Now i think she's canadian or they live up in Washington, which is just Canada south, Portland and, or Oregon and, and Washington. We should just give to Canada. Like, all right, you can, you can have it. We don't we don't want it. We'll take a little bit of Ontario or something, or maybe uh, I don't know some one of the islands off the east coast. Better fishing, but we don't we don't really want Washington and Oregon anymore. But she's talking about the death of her grandmother. The pending impending death of her grandmother. And what do I mean? Well, her grandmother is presumably terminally ill. They don't put a lot of information in this. You don't need, you just know that grandma's going to die. And grandma has decided that grandma is going to go with the assisted suicide route. Now, know that grandma looks old. There's no question that grandma is up there in age, 80s, 90s, something like that, I'd assume. Could be wrong, but I doubt it. But she's still very much with it. She's still very much, she's not laying in bed. She does not like Stephen Hawking out there. She's not confined to a wheelchair or anything like that. But she is already taking the steps to die. Maybe she has something horrible. I don't know. But the concept is the problem. And the casual nature with which they discuss this is the point. This is the normalization of death, which, you know, death is just about as normal as it gets. But when I talk to you about the coming crush of entitlements or whatever, one way out of this is, you know, death. (laughs) Let's, Let's just be honest. You get a good run. You get up to 80 years old, you got a good run. There is no way on God's green earth, if you're 75, 80 years old, that you will be contributing anything to society worth what it will cost to keep you alive. It just won't. It just won't. Hip replacements are expensive. All the other treatments and what have you for diseases, that uh, affect elderly people at a larger rate, those things aren't cheap. Why would we, the taxpayers, spend $100,000 to keep you alive when you contribute nothing to society? You'll be sitting there going, well, Derek, they contributed throughout their entire lives. Right. They did. That was the deal. But let's be honest, in the political world, especially when the young Instagram influencers begin to take over things, will not be, uh, we owe you because it's the right thing to do. And we had this bargain with you that if you do this your whole life, we'll hook you up. No, no, that's just not going to happen. You're not important. We're going to become a society that gets to the point where for financial reasons, sorry, grandma, you've got an expiration date. Yeah, you just, you won't contribute anything more. Now, if you're wealthy, you're, you could take care of yourself. Maybe they'll go after that too eventually, but I doubt it because that'll be the loophole on which most Democrats escape the fate that they would like to impose on others. But one way to deal with the coming crush of entitlements without actually having to get serious from a policy perspective is to simply, as Barack Obama put it famously in, uh, I think it was 2012 or 2010 when he was trying to sell Obamacare, that if grandma's sick... Maybe you give her a pill. Maybe you give her a pain pill to make the pain go away so that, you know, she can die. I mean, she's not going to contribute anything. Why should we spend money on somebody who's contributing nothing? Which is weird because Democrats shovel our tax dollars at people who don't contribute anything. Sure, they have the potential to contribute to society, to the economy. But they very rarely follow through on that potential, especially once they've started suckling that government teeth. There are some literal rags-to-riches stories they usually have to do with professional sports or music where people just come up and then blow up or acting or whatever. Not too many titans of industry grew up eating the government cheese, but you get the idea. So you just let people die. You need to normalize death for that. You need to normalize. You have this treatment, this disease, this condition. It's treatable. Used to be. We don't treat it anymore. It's too expensive. It wasn't cost effective. You'd be pissed off at your government, wouldn't you? Unless death is a concept at a certain age, death with, quote, dignity, becomes Normalized. I'm somebody who, like, look, If again, you have to justify your own life to God. I'm going to have to justify my life to God. I'm not going to be able to justify your life to God. I don't know your inner thoughts or what have you. You don't know mine. So if you want to kill yourself, I recommend against it. I would advise against it. But if you want to do it, you can do it. I am not, I don't think that... Uh, I think the criteria has to be really particularly high. I also think if you're going to do it, you just do it yourself. You don't need a doctor's help. You don't need anybody's help. And there are far too many people who are now advocating for people who are depressed to kill themselves, for people who are sad to kill themselves, people who simply don't want to live anymore. Well, everybody, well, not everybody, but I certainly did have gone through that stage in life where you're just like, there's nothing, it's not worth living anymore. There's nothing for me. Thank God I didn't. I wouldn't have had kids. I wouldn't have Made it out of my 20s. But if that's what you want to do, I'd advise against it, seek professional help. But ultimately, if you're home alone, nobody's going to be able to stop you. And uh, that's up to you. That being said, I'm not sure about the state-sanctioned part of it. I'm just not sure. Because they do... The state has an agenda for people who are retired, for people who are disabled, for people who aren't contributing, can't contribute for whatever reason, age, infirmity, whatever, anymore like they used to. Those people, the state has an incentive for them to be dead. And I don't ever want to see a scenario where the state is in that position and then the state provides an out for that it's dangerous and especially as you start to normalize the concept as you're going to hear in this video this instagram influencer about grandma's seemingly soon pending death what are your thoughts as you as you like move closer to the day it's like the light at the end of the tunnel. What are some of the um, precursors, like the questions they ask to, to make sure you're doing it for the right reason? Your diagnosis is if it's fatal, how many more months you have. They give, give you time to consider. They keep stressing the fact that you can always change your mind. What is the actual day like? I, I know, like, they set an appointment, visual injection, putting you to sleep. And the big pain is, is the prick in the hand to. To provide for the the little valves, and, and then once you're in a deep sleep, there are other two other injections you get. At that point, you go. Down, so it's painless. Too. Would you prefer it be at home? Well, I, I I think in my case, I would like to do it at the hospital. I mm-hmm. came in quietly. I'd like to go. Are you nervous? Are you excited? How do you feel? Looking forward. Just putting an end to being dependent no control so as the day approaches is it something you're thinking about every day or no just no. it's going to happen when no. it happens yeah when i'll be ready i'll know yeah. i've always made my own decisions for myself in a living i trust i will end it i do believe my husband is there saying it's about time, and i'll say hi hon, I'm here. Now, I don't know what uh, this woman's faith is, but I don't know very many religions where they go, yeah, and then God said, you know, go ahead, off yourself if you want. I'm pretty I'm not a theologian, but I think that's frowned upon. But it's just weird, because if that were somebody I loved, I am a keep fighting, keep fighting, keep fighting. Let's do this thing. Let's keep fighting. Let's keep fighting kind of guy. It's just how I am. And I realize it can be obnoxious. It can be inconvenient at certain points, et cetera, et cetera. But that's just how I am to sit there and casually have a conversation going, hey, you know, uh, so your day's coming up. You ske- Hey, Grandma, you schedule your suicide yet? You did. Next, uh, next Tuesday. Well, that'd be awesome. All right. Cool. It's just so bizarre, but it's part of the normalization Of Not of death, because death is normal, but of the death industry, because that is not normal. And so I would just warn against this and warn against what we're doing, because so much of what is going on on the left today is designed expressly to normalize the abnormal, the abnormal. Washington Post today. Headline, book removals may have violated students' rights, Education Department says. Oh, well, gee willikers. The uh, Education Department is concerned about getting books that teach people racial slurs and how to give BJs and things like that? In a move that could affect how schools handle book challenges, the federal government has concluded that a Georgia school district's removal of titles with black and LGBTQ characters have created a hostile environment for students potentially violating their civil rights. The Education Department's Office for Civil Rights released its findings in a letter Friday wrapping up its investigation into Forsyth County Schools' 2022 decision to pull nearly a dozen books from shelves after parents complained about the title's sexual and LGBTQ content to resolve the investigation the district north of atlanta agreed to supportive measures to students affected by the book's removal and to administer a school a student climate uh, a, a, a school climate survey per the letter look i'm sorry if you're bothered by a book being removed from the library and you're in high school you're you're a loser you're a fragile egg these people are not impacted they wouldn't have known about it except for the fact that they were probably set up to be offended by it because it makes news. Forsyth School spokeswoman Jennifer Blaga, whatever, wrote in a statement Monday that the district's, quote, implementation of the department's recommendations will further our mission to provide an unparalleled education for all to succeed. Assistant Secretary for Civil Rights Catherine Lhamon, who knows, said in a statement that she is pleased that Forsyth School is taking, quote, appropriate action regarding the acts of harassment. Blah, blah, blah. You can go through this exceedingly long list, this long story from the Washington Post. What you will not find is the list of the book's that have been removed, or a description of the offensive materials inside the books. That brings us to political math, at political math on Twitter. He or she, it's a picture of Calvin as the avatar, did the legwork. First, All Boys Aren't Blue by George M. Johnson. Quote, this is about, these are all from book reviews, left-wing websites. This book contains sexual nudity, sexual activities, including sexual assault, alternative gender ideologies, profanity, and derogatory terms, alcohol and drug use, and controversial racial commentary. Well, there you go. That's what you want in schools. Then it's Juliet Takes a Breath by Gabby Riviera. This book contains profanity, inflammatory racial and cultural commentary, controversial religious commentary, sexual activities, sexual nudity, Alternative gender ideologies, alternative sexualities, and drug use. Well, gather the kids around the table. Before we eat dinner, let's read about scissoring. Then it's Later Gator by Lauren Miracle, spelled with a Y. This book contains references to sexual nudity, sexual activities, and profanity. 19 minutes by Jody Picolt. This book contains sexual activities, sexual nudity, profanity, and derogatory terms, violence, controversial social and political religious commentary, alternate sexualities, hate, abortion, and suicide. My God, is she available to do commencement addresses for kindergarten graduations? Out of Darkness by Ashley Hope Perez. This book contains controversial racial commentary, derogatory terms with mild profanity, violence, explicit sexual nudity, and explicit sexual activities, including sexual assault and battery of a minor. Man, it's awesome. Why not just get everybody in the gym for an assembly and we'll play the surveillance tapes from Jeffrey Epstein's bedroom? Why not? The Bluest Eye by Toni Morrison. This book contains profanity and derogatory terms, sexual activities, including sexual assault and molestation, as every good Toni Morrison book should, right? I mean, the left loves her. Alcohol use, inflammatory racial and religious commentary and references. The Infinite Moment of Us by Lauren Miracle again. Man, she's a twofer. This book contains obscene sexual activity, sexual nudity, and profanity. There you go. Those are the books. Those are the books. Now, remember, these books are not banned. You can buy these books in even in Georgia. You can give them to your kids. What they can't be is in elementary schools because they have no business being in elementary schools. Yet the Department of Education, which is equally overseeing the book selections in the school libraries in a suburb north of Atlanta as they are all of the math classes in the city of Baltimore has decided that seven books about perversion that adults can read all they want that even older young older kids can if they so choose they can buy them those that is something that must be addressed by the department of education not not the fact that not a single student at 22 different schools in the city of Baltimore could do basic math at their grade level, basic math. I said this yesterday, I'll say it again because the microphone is clearer. Basic math is numbers. We're talking basic math that is addition and subtraction. Maybe a little multiplication and division in the high schools, but not a lot. We're talking about addition and subtraction. We're not talking about calculus, We're not talking about trigonometry. We're not even talking about my personal favorite, geometry. Not a single kid. The Department of Education, to my best recollection, has yet to issue any kind of statement or decree or enter into any kind of joint operating agreement with the school district in Baltimore. Why? Because the school district in Baltimore is owned lock, stock, and barrel by Democrats. They did this, they created this. They're riding it into the ground. So, what are you going to do? Call out your own team? Hell no. Look. We'll sacrifice a few kids, and maybe things will get better. Unfortunately, the way Democrats make things, quote, better is not to improve them, but to lower the standards. If we lower the bar, then more kids will climb over it. Yeah, maybe we should address why it is kids used to be able to climb over the bar, and now they can't climb over the bar. Maybe? You think? Nope, you'd have to actually care about kids to do that. And the uh, Department of Education doesn't. They care about some kids. Marginalized children. But that's it. Screw everybody else. This is what democracy looks like. Really? Because 97.8% of the people surveyed say this smut doesn't belong in schools. That's what democracy looks like. No, you can't do They're oppressive. They're monsters. Huh. Don't ever talk to me about democracy again, please. Would you? Speaking of democracy in Florida, I told you yesterday about the NAACP announcing, don't go to Florida, black people or gay people or anybody, whatever. Please, yeah, don't go to Florida. If you're a liberal listening to the NAACP, or if you're just a liberal, don't go to Florida. Do the world a favor, don't go to Florida. Do Florida a favor and don't go there. Well, now this story from Axios. Florida Pride organization organizers cancel events, warn of climate of fear. Oh no. Oh no. Pride organizers in a number of Florida towns have canceled events slated for next month's next month days after Florida Governor Ron DeSantis signed several anti-LGBTQ laws. They never tell you what the anti don't don't slice off your son's penis. Oh my god, why are you so anti-gay? The laws dubbed a slate of hate by activists. God, they're so pathetic target aspects of daily life for lgbtq plus blah 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 community members and we're just signed ahead of pride month i love that you're signing it ahead of pride it's kind of three weeks ahead of pride month is that what anything up till july back to january is pride month and then you do it in june or, or july and they go he did it just after pride month just shut up who cares the laws target drag shows Limit the use of preferred pronouns in public schools, meaning they impose reality. You, I don't care what you want to call yourself. You're going to get called your name and you're going to be referred to by what you are. Uh, ban certain gender-affirming care for minors. Yeah, no slice and dice. And prohibit trans people from using public bathrooms that don't align with their sex assigned at birth. Here's a little pro tip for all you trans people out there. If you're able to fool anybody nobody's going to notice you going into the bathroom. What these things are about is the bearded dudes with hairy legs standing up, peeing in the toilet in the ladies' room and hanging out. That's that's who people don't want in there. If you could somewhat even come close to pass for a lady on the just the superficial level, nobody's going to give a damn. But if you're going to go, I'm a woman, like some of these people you see arguing all the time in these videos. Or, you call me ma'am. Nobody wants you in their bathroom, dude. That, we get it, all right? You make women uncomfortable. You make real women uncomfortable. I know, nobody wants to be the bearer of bad news. But somebody's got to tell you. Somebody's got to tell you when you've got a booger hanging out of your nose. And somebody's got to tell you when there's just no... Stevie Wonder walks in a room and goes, that's a dude over there. You are not fooling anybody, Okay? That's what those are about. If you just go in, do your business, and get the hell out of there, nobody's going to know anything. If you make a parade into there, then there's a problem. But now they're canceling pride parades. Oh, no. Pride parades. What? Yeah. Why? Because of the drag shows. Because you can't rub your genitals in the faces or even the close area of of a face of a child. You can't do it even though there are sick parents out there who would really love for their kids to experience that. So they're canceling. Canceling the show, which tells you a little something, doesn't it? If We talk about Pride for a second. I'm not gay, but I have been to my share of gay bars with gay friends. And I have been to a couple of Pride parades, not because I wanted to go there, but because a friend of mine lived on the parade route and I was visiting him that weekend. There was no escaping it. We watched it from the second story in Baltimore. It is um, gross, to just be honest with you. It's gross. And what do I mean? Am I grossed out by gay people? No, I'm not grossed out by gay people. I don't want to watch gay people have sex, but I don't really want to watch straight people have sex unless they're tastefully lit and really super hot in high-quality, high-def porn. (laughs) Just kidding. No, I'm not. But no, but I, uh, I look at it the same gross feeling that I have. Because I've watched these people. There's people with assless chaps and strap-ons and all sorts of sex toys and leather. Everything about pride isn't about having pride in anything other than who you screw and how you do it. That's it. It is not about I'm gay and I don't and I'm proud to be gay. Okay, you can be proud. Gay is not go ahead and see how many vibrators you can shove into an orifice on my body. I don't think it is. My gay friends have told me that it is not, but that's what pride parades and pride festivals end up being. They end up becoming street dry hump orgies that turn into monkey pox super spreader events when people go back to their key parties at home and have a bunch of anonymous sex. That's it. There's... I don't know what kind of pride you you go to a uh, a Greek heritage festival and there isn't a whole bunch. There's a tent over there where you can have sex with a young boy like the ancient Greeks used to. No, and sorry, Dean and any other Greeks who are listening, but it's a funny joke because it's based in truth. But they do not do that. What they will do is they'll educate you about what it's what the Greek culture is. Here's the food. Here's the politics. Here's the history. Here's the whatever. You go to a pride event, even if you just watch it, it is all about shove your penis into something. Shove your penis into something or shove your face into something. That's it. I don't know what it used to be, but it's really pathetic now. And it makes me lose respect for the people who attend it. Like you, you, Your whole life is just who you screw and how you screw. That's it. Your whole life. Look, I was as healthy a... Uh, a teenager and young 20-year-old as anybody could ever be. And I did not run around like that with Chasing Women. None of my friends did. But somehow, oh, well, it's pride. All right, well, let's get the uh, the suit with the tail. Let's do our – we'll put the bullwhips up there and we'll recreate Robert Maplethorpe. No. What the hell is wrong with them? So, yeah, those events – are being canceled, mostly to try and draw attention to them. They'll be uncancelled, I promise. But because they don't, they're they're afraid of running afoul of the law because the attendees, many of them, will not be able to resist rubbing their genitals in the face of children because they'll rub their their genitals in the face of everybody who's sitting along the parade. We're going, oh, yeah, this is great. And boom, there will be kids there because there are bad parents everywhere. So have you got to cancel that because of that? Good. Good. And good riddance. Maybe try changing pride to have some self-respect. Okay. I'm not a prude. I don't care what you do. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see a straight couple making out. I don't want to see a gay couple making out. But the way I put the grossness feel to it and explain the grossness I'm talking about. I went to... Uh, 2007 2008 2009 i went to something called the cable show once maybe twice it was in vegas i don't remember it was definitely in vegas once it was definitely in new orleans once and at both venues like somewhere in a box of stuff downstairs my friend bill got me a signed cast photo of it's always sunny in philadelphia because they were there they, every channel every network on cable had stars come in i met dick butkus there this was back when brett michaels from poison was on some, some vhs show about wanting to find a girlfriend and i met him and his big gym bodyguard dude it was it was just fun it's fun plus it's a free trip to vegas or new orleans that out there at the booths for the porn channels there are surprisingly a lot of porn channels out there, didn't have any, none were ever on my cable system, or at least, I guess maybe they're pay-per-view or whatever, but there were porn actresses signing autographs, and porn actors signing autographs, and it was weird because some people would get them, I don't know, I I think if you ever see anybody with a a signed photograph especially if it's framed of a porn actress you should probably get the hell away from them as quickly as possible ladies that would be my advice but there were a couple of them they're good looking and frankly one of them i recognized not because i went to high school with her but let's just say that uh, i had seen her work back in the day and all i thought was yuck yuck I know what goes on in porn. I know what went on in the porn with the one woman that I saw. It was just yuck. In real life, it was yuck. You'd go to a, a strip club and every once in a while there was, you know, the porn star comes through and is doing a dance tour or whatever. They're, they're headlining shows or whatever. And uh, it's the same thing. Yuck. Why? Because you've seen what they do. And you've seen like you you. when I was roofing, I'd have to come home and I'd have to shower from work because you know you it, you're just sweaty and you get roofing tar on you and roofing cement and you just want to wash off. They have to wash off thoroughly. They need a silkwood shower for completely different reasons. And you just see that and you think yuck. There's something. Look, I love sex, but I don't really love other people's sex. I'm not interested in other people's sex. Just as I imagine most people aren't interested in anybody else's sex either. You don't want the gory details. You don't want the, the photographs or the videos or anything, whatever. So when you see a pride parade that is essentially dry humping down Main Street, handing penis shaped suckers to kids, that's wildly inappropriate. Doesn't matter if the parents are into it. It's the kid, Let the kid be a kid. And part of a kid being a kid is not being exposed to that sort of thing. Oh, you're embarrassed. No, look, if you go home to your two dads, nobody has a... I don't have a problem with that, but if you go home and watch your two dads, that's that's the problem. I had parents. I assume they had sex at least five times because there's five of us. But I don't really want to sit around and watch them or think about it. It was scarring enough knowing that I lived in the bedroom... Below theirs, and occasionally I would hear the bed making noises and like, "Oh my god, what 's going on you don't need it, it doesn 't matter how much pride you have in your ability in there, so it 's good seeing these pride things canceled. Cancel them all, cancel them all, cancel all if you 're a left wing activist, cancel your vacation to Florida, save Florida lastly today, this is from newsweek it 's a feel good story of the day." Bud Light is reportedly buying back unsold beer that has passed its expiration date, according to the Wall Street Journal, a move which could signal a change in strategy for the iconic brand following the culture war storm it recently found itself in. It didn't find itself in. It picked a fight. It was stupid. They should have thought it through. They didn't. After offering a sponsorship deal to trans activist and influencer Dylan Mulvaney in early April, blah, blah, blah anti-trans feelings have been growing across the u.s in recent years they're not anti-trans it's leave the kids alone and get this crap out of my face all right 0.0001 percent of the population is not worth pandering to because the rest of the population especially the way they do it this is the only way this is the truth all right i don't care I don't care. What about the children? Yeah, leave the children alone. No, the poor children, the suicide rate, the suicide. Okay, you're going to tell me that grandma needs to kill herself because she's too old and has a hurt hip. But uh, you, you, we have to suppress reality for everybody else because of the off chance that you might get the sads. I'm sorry, I'm out. It's good that this is happening to Bud Light. I'm sure they're going to try and rebrand themselves somehow. They put out a camouflage can the other day. It's like, God, you're just so stupid. You just really have no idea. All you really got to do is apologize and swear you won't do it again. But then you'll get downgraded by the human rights campaign. And uh, I'll tell you, good. Never do it again. That's the That's the reality of it. But no. Not going well for Bud Light. And this is the power of conservatives if we actually stick to what we should stick to. If we stick to our principles, we can win. We can punish this company for doing something we disprove of. We can use the liberals' playbook against them. We should. We absolutely should. So this is good news. Just wanted to give it to you. I'm looking at this other headline. Opinion. Black students have been abandoned, not just by DeSantis, by politicking posers like the NAACP, whatever. (sighs) Maybe you should just care about kids in general and not give a damn about their skin color. Just a crazy thought. Anyway, that's enough for me today. It is Tuesday. Have yourself a wonderful Taco Tuesday. Go out and have some tacos. Why not? Live a little. We'll be back to do it all again because Lord knows the stupid never stops. Thank you for listening. I'll see you tomorrow.